Welcome to Tunes and Tumblr's Century Club by Atwood Magazine, your weekly shot of what's new in music. Be sure to give both Atwood and Tunes and Tumblr's a like, subscribe, and follow on every platform. In fact, do it now. Put the podcast on pause and smash that subscribe button. I'll wait. See, wasn't that easy? I'm so proud of you. I'm your host, Anthony, and I need caffeine really badly. I was up at 4 a.m. and I've already completed a full shift at my day job before hopping on the mic. Plus, I left my wallet down in Costa Mesa, so I am having a great day. (laughs) Hopefully, our mixologist has added a little bit of an upper into today's pairing to get me back on track. What pairing, you ask? Tunes and Tumblers is all about pairing the music we love with delicious, nutritious craft cocktails. Please enjoy responsibly. We're also joined by Brian and Jonathan of one of our favorite podcasts, Music and Brews, who enjoy their favorite tunes over a nice cold beer. Stick around to the end for another edition of Hashtag Mood featuring return guest Jess Keller Poole of Seattle Beer School and Cheers to Beers. Of course, drinking alone is a sad, sad business, so I invited my very best friends in the whole universe to sit down with me and keep this experiment going. And they are... Ryan, your music connoisseur. And Pedro, your mixologist. Thanks for joining me, everyone. We have a much fuller room than we usually do today. <laughs> Brian, Jonathan, how does it feel to be in the TNT remote studio today? Yeah, we are stoked. It's we are so very glad exciting to join you guys on here on a very similar uh, thing that we're doing. So I'm very happy. It's super pumped, especially being crossover. Uh, uh, the Tennessee, Nashville to uh, L.A. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when we found out about your podcast, Drew threatened to sick our lawyers on you. But we're like, no, 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 wait. We're going to – let's see if we can do a, this another way. Yeah, all right. So Be kind. What, what makes it so funny is we did this and we started it. And then I think I think Pedro – because so we were saying before we recorded, me and uh, Pedro, go, we're, we're basically cousins. We grew up together, hung out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so – I think he commented on something, and then I looked, and and I saw Tunes and Tumblers, I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> I had no idea that you guys are doing the same thing. And then I kind of listened, and, and I think, uh, like, we're different enough where uh, <laughs> it's probably okay, well, but I'm so sorry. To that point, when you guys asked us to be on, which we were so excited and very thankful that you're having us on... Um, you you were talking you you basically gave us the lowdown and we're like wow they're way more structured and professional than we are. <laughs> <laughs> we're like yeah let's see what the, what, what happens. Yeah. You guys have been to Pod X and we have not. We have. So there's that. We're fancy that way. That, yeah. Well. Yeah, that was fun. That was cool. That was. Insane. We'll get into that in a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that bull session very soon. But first, it's time to check out that news desk. First, COVID has stopped everything but awards season, it seems. Apple announced the winners of its second annual music awards last Wednesday, recognizing the best and boldest musicians of 2020 and, quote, their enormous impact on global culture. Honorees include rapper Roddy Rich, who took home the gold for both Song of the Year for The Box and Album of the Year for Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial, and Isn't That a Big Mood Right There?, which racked up more than 1.5 billion Apple Music streams worldwide since its release. 
pod favorites Megan Thee Stallion and Taylor Swift were also big winners for Breakthrough Artist of the Year and Songwriter of the Year, respectively. But top honors went to Atlanta rapper Lil Baby, who made waves in 2020 with his album My Turn and the protest anthem The Bigger Picture, which coincided with the worldwide movement for Black Lives earlier this summer. In a statement, the artist said, This year has changed me a lot. Now that I'm an artist, I feel like my voice can get heard through my music and I needed to say something. And my fans listened. So thank you to my fans and thank you to Apple Music for giving me a special way to connect with my fans. Tunes and Tumblers congratulates Lil Baby for his historic win, but like all awards, there are snubs to mention. If you were to ask me, another baby deserved mention this year. North Carolina rapper Baby has been one of my favorite artists of the year since Ryan brought him up pre-quarantine. He conquered the world with his single Rockstar, made waves with his pop and 90s alt-rock savvy album Blame It On Baby, and spiced up Dua Lipa's already saucy levitating for the top 40 crowd. He deserves gold, and that's my opinion. Thank you so much for coming to my TED Talk. Who wants to go next? I'll go next, and I'll also say that um, I was also snubbed in a very negative encounter with Lil Baby at the Glendale Galleria. I tried to say, hey, <laughs> he ignored me. So if I see him again, it's on site. Oh, my God. I'm just going to say it. At the, if I see him at Wetzel's Pretzels again, it's going down. Um, so I will move on to the next story. So this is a um, very serious one. Dave Grohl concedes defeat in drum battle with Nandi Bashel. I hope you guys are following this one. This one comes courtesy of Will Richards via NME. Foo Fighters frontman Dave Grohl has finally conceded defeat in his long-running drum battle with 10-year-old Nandi Bushell. (laughs) Across lockdown, the pair have taken part in a series of back-and-forth musical challenges issued to each other. Bushell, a YouTube star who's been impressing fans for years with her drum covers, was noticed by Grohl after her take on Nirvana's In Bloom went viral earlier this year. She's beating the crap out of her drum set, and when she does drum rolls, she screams, Grohl said in a new appearance on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, remembering watching the In Bloom cover. I was like, oh my god, this kid's a force of nature. <laughs> After Grohl noticed the In Bloom cover, the frontman responded to a challenge posed by Bichelle in August, in which the aspiring rocker challenged the 51-year-old to a drum-off through a video she posted a cover of Foo Fighters' hit song Everlong. In a recent video call organized by the New York Times, First time Grohl and Bichelle had met and spoken in real time, the pair agreed to write a new song together. I can't believe I'm talking to you. I feel like I'm I'm meeting a beetle. Grohl gushed early in the conversation. <laughs> they say gushed, I say fond, which is um, typical in Grohl fashion, I think. <laughs> so there we have it. When does this song come out? And is it going to be a Foo Fighters song? I can't wait to hear this song. <laughs> this is making me so excited. Somehow, I feel like it won't be good. At the very least, it's nice to hear someone's conceding something this year. Oh. <laughs> so, if you haven't heard yet, Sia is doing a thing. Uh, last week, the singer released oh a trailer God. for her film Music, which she wrote and directed. The film stars Kate Hudson, Leslie Odom Jr., and, of course, Sia's favorite collaborator, Maddie Ziegler, who plays the titular character. And that is where things get really sticky. Uh, Ziegler, as we all know, is a non-disabled person, but the character she portrays is autistic. Sia wrote the character based on a, neuro, on a neuroatypical friend of hers. The casting choice she made sparked plenty of outrage from the autistic community, Tweets from the National Autistic Society as well as other fans and activists in the community have flooded Twitter 
calling out Sia for what many consider to be an offensive and misrepresentative casting choice. But Sia's not backing down on this at all. Sia has fired back at her critics and defended her choice, saying she tried working with an actor in the nonverbal spectrum, but that the actor found it too stressful. Hmm. Which led, which led Sia to, which led Sia to cast Maddie. Uh, the singer has said that she wishes people would um, watch the film before judging it, and that she cast quote, and that she cast quote thirteen neuroatypical people and three trans folks in other roles. And she says she thinks the movie does more good than harm. So, yeah, that's what Sia is doing right now. I would like to extrapolate on this a little bit because I've been reading the tweets. Um, mm-hmm. There was an autistic actor who, like, very courteously, like, reached out, was was very respectful and said, we tried to contact you and, uh, during production to say that this was not a great idea oh, and that a I lot of us would that. be willing to drop everything to work with you. And she just wrote back, well, maybe you're a bad actor. I which saw uh, that. is not oh, like, <laughs> like, like straight up. Oh wow. <laughs> so <laughs> it's pretty clear Sia like just does not give a fuck. Yeah. The day I'm called out for my etiquette by an autistic per Oh, did I tweet that? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Good God. Oh wow. <laughs> oh. What well, a story. We have I, we had... I, I feel like Sia needs we need to make it clear to Sia that we do know what she looks like. Like we, we, you are recognizable. <laughs> There's a lot of pictures of her nowadays. Yeah. They're out there. We'll, we'll spot her. <laughs> is that on site too, Ryan? You can't hide behind the wigs. It is. It is on site, and I think it's a perfect, um, it's a perfect transition into our artists as both, you know, hide behind various forms of bangs. Ooh, oh, good wow. That was good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Ryan, so who are we listening to today? So we are listening to Canadian country outlaw crooner Orville Peck's latest extended play, Show Pony, out now on Columbia and Sub Pop Records. Initially slated for a June release, the EP was pushed to August to allow more focus on the George Floyd protests. Show Pony contains a number of originals and a cover of Bobby Gentry's Fancy. Amazing. We've been wanting to talk about Orville Peck for quite a while, so I'm excited to get into it. But... First, we're doing things a little different today because we're joined by the fabulous Music and Brews duo. We have not one, but two pairings for you to take to your Thanksgiving Day celebration. Pedro will be giving his traditional Century Club shot, and Brian and Jonathan, true to their name, will be pairing a brew with Orville, the tassel-faced wonder. But I'm stealing all the thunder here. Uh, Which of you guys would like to go first? Why don't I go first? Because the beer's going to chase the shot. If you're not chasing your shots with beer, I I don't know what you're doing with your life. That's the way to do it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, as Ryan mentioned, Orville Peck does a cover of Fancy, and that's sort of the song that really inspired this shot. Um, So, the shot is going to have Canadian whiskey, since Orville Peck is Canadian. We're going to tip the hat to that. And then we're going to dress that Canadian whiskey up in some, quote, red velvet, or in this case, slow gin. Um, it's a nice, sweet liqueur made from slows, which are a kind of berry. Uh, we're just going to add a little lemon juice to that to punch up the flavor a little bit. And um, we're going to put a little bit of uh, edible glitter on the rim of our shot glass just to make it truly Whoa, fancy. And this fancy. shot is going to be called an Orville's Fancy. And we will be chasing it with... 
So we are currently drinking our the 420 strain from uh, Sweetwater. It is uh, very much a, a beer that is very, as they say, uh, danky, basically. It's using hops as well. <laughs> danky. It's nice. dank. It's uh, with, uh, with uh, specific strains of, of hemp. Um, the whole point is it, it is considered a weed beer. The reason why, and, and normally we would have picked a Nashville beer specifically for you guys, but because personally, I think a lot of the weed beer that is released here is not as good. Uh, so we went with one that is from Sweetwater, like I said, and that's uh, in, in Georgia. Atlanta, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why, I'll let Brian explain. Yeah. So well, listening to this, there's a uh, there's like a genre of country music that I think um, Orville kind of fits in and it's kind of like this like chill stoner (laughs) country that i think like casey musgraves kind of lives in that that uh region and uh just listening to it it's like really chill uh like musically um and i was like you know the perfect pairing for this would be weed (laughs) but since we can't do weed the next best thing would be um this 420 strain beer which has a very strong taste, yep. I will say, of wheat. <laughs> so to your point, Anthony, where you wanted something that, that woke you up, we were, uh, we, we took it the opposite way. <laughs> Not on purpose. Oh, goodness. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm going to need a 12-hour nap when we're done with this. <laughs> I think this works great since this will be coming out the week of Thanksgiving. And, of course, Thanksgiving is the pothead's dream. Oh, so yeah. You touched, you touched on something kind of magical. <laughs> when you well, go for it's a... Funny you- <clears throat> walk with your family with your cousins right (laughs) it's funny you mentioned that ryan because uh, i have a friend in la who since i moved here has been doing something called danksgiving (laughs) (laughs) if you're in town for thanksgiving and he's not doing it this year because you know the obvious reason uh but he creates like a thc butter um that he uses to base the turkey and Everything else is just regular because he found out that cooking with THC butter and everything was not a very good idea and (laughs) just knocked everyone on their asses. But it's, you know, a nice table for your friends giving. But uh, instead of like candles or like cornucopia or whatever, every once in a while on the table, there will be a pipe for you to just pick up and smoke if you want. (laughs) So what I think this works. Nice. Fantastic. I'm not going to out him Happy in case Thanksgiving, his parents... Everyone. Yeah, I'm not going to out him on this pod in case his parents listen and uh, don't want to know what he's up to. But, but <laughs> you cheers, are, you know who you, you are. are. Safe, you are safe here, Thanksgiving person. <laughs> it's legal there, right? Yeah. It is, but that doesn't mean that our boomer parents approve of it. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. True. Very, Very true. true. They barely approve of my drinking, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> But looking at this pairing, I know every week I say that I'm jealous that I'm not in the same room with y'all, but it is becoming torture. Um, I guess I'll <laughs> I guess I'll raise my glass of water here, but cheers everyone. Cheers. 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 So thank you, uh, Brian and Jonathan, for being on the show with us today. It's good to have people who do what we do sharing this with us. I'm wondering, first of all, for everyone, um, how did you find out about Orville Peck? Because he seems to have kind of come out of nowhere in the past year. Well, I found out uh, from the 
joining this podcast. <laughs> yeah, same. Right I had no <laughs> idea. I never heard of him. Never before. heard of him. All of a sudden, he was like, "Look who we're doing!" And I and I listened. I was like, "All right, I guess this is what we're doing." I had never heard yeah. of who he was before, honestly. For us, Pedro was the one who brought us, or mm, he brought him to our attention. So I guess then, Pedro, what is the origin story of Orville Peck for our pod? I he just came up on my like what was it like he he was like a recommended artist on Spotify for me, and mm. I just saw this guy in a mask with these like chains hanging down from it. I couldn't not listen. So, <laughs> so the first... his style is definitely uh, eye catching. We'll say yeah. I think I, I think when I first mentioned him on the pod. I said it was like if if Lana if the sound of Lana Del Rey and like Roy Orbison or Johnny Cash like had mm-hmm. a baby it would be him and if that baby like went into Lady Gaga's like scrap pile <laughs> and just like pulled out a bunch of stuff like you'd get Orville Peck. I think you said something about like Lady Gaga, Lana Del Rey having a baby with a lampshade or something like that. <laughs> That sounds way more clever. I should have said that. Yeah, that was, that's perfect. Well, apparently you did, but just forgot. Yeah, I guess. Well, we can check. We've the been receipts. drinking a lot I don't know since which, then. Which episode? You have to go back in our catalog of thirty some odd episodes, listeners, to find out what the heck Pedro said about this guy. Yeah, it's early. It's like one of the first five, I think. Oh yeah, and it's funny that you guys mentioned Casey Musgraves in there with like kind of the stoner vibe that Orville Peck has because. When I was listening to the EP again on my way up to record, um, you know how Spotify does that like automatic play at the end? Like the mm, ep- yeah. the, the album was o- oh, yeah. over and it just went straight into Casey Musgraves. Hey, like, yeah, there you go. The algorithm knows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the reasons why we also chose this beer, it, it was just like whenever you think like any music that is related to to weed or anything of that sort you think like reggae or like jam bandy stuff but man those old country country artists man they used to throw down yeah with yeah. everything it's yeah. just fascinating to kind of think about that like waylon jennings uh johnny cash Willie they, nelson the class i've heard stories from rock artists saying that those guys outdrugged them <laughs> by a magnitude of like it's it's so it's not something you think of but it but but it's always been there in country music um and and this his sound his style him and and casey musgraves uh the same is like it's that old school sound and it still has that like kind of culture uh, yeah that culture it's cool definitely it's definitely drawing on like kind of that cosmic country tradition coming out of southern california i feel like too Mm -hmm. yeah Um, yeah there's definitely a connection there. I feel like we also have to mention Chris Isaac here. I feel like that's oh, like, wow. you know, <laughs> that's, that's, I feel like he kind of, you know, Damn. Orville Peck's definitely drawing from that tradition a bit, right? Yeah. It's like kind of the croonery and talk about like a great mm. high seduction music, you know? Dude, Wicked, uh, Wicked Game Wicked came up game. on my iPod in the car a couple days ago and I was like, oh shit, I forgot. I am so <laughs> sorry. All of these artists that you're mentioning kind of don't come readily to mind when you think about like what modern country music sounds like i mean it's mm-hmm. pop with banjos that we're hearing on the radio right now and you kind right, of forget yeah. about <laughs> this like evocative gloom that came with a lot of these artists like it makes sense that they were all drug addicts because they're singing about like wanting to kill themselves because like they caught their uh their wife with like right. another man or something 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've always said country music, like like old school country music or like traditional, is basically just emo with a slide guitar. <laughs> I mean, right. it's just emo music. Because I always found that funny when people who are country fans, they hate, because I used to be in emo bands and stuff. I used to be so into that stuff. And I, it's like the same, that's what made me love country music. It was so sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just like, yes, sad, depressed people. <laughs> I connected. Yeah, there's like nothing more sad than like Patsy Cline, right? Oh my I know. god, right. after midnight. Yeah. Holy one of the saddest shit. songs yeah. and artists ever, I feel like. I think it's really interesting that you guys brought up emo right here and I I kind of wanted to ask this question, but just a little bit of background on Orville Peck. Everyone is pretty sure that Orville Peck is a drummer oh, yeah. named Daniel Pateau or Pateau. I I I don't speak Canadian French at all. Um, he drummed in a Canadian punk band called New Sense, and the internet sleuths like looked at the yeah, tattoos and kind of matched them. Like, so that would make him the second artist that we have covered so far that began life in a punk rock band and then moved on to something completely different. The other being Chaz Cardigan, who we interviewed a couple of weeks ago. Right. So I guess I'm like wondering, you guys, like. Hmm. Uh, what is it about punk that you think lends itself to being this gateway of sorts Ooh. into musical creativity? Oh wow! Feeling like an out punk being sort of an outsider yes. music, and it also inspiring people who didn't think maybe they could make music into making music. So I think the outsider vibe is you know palatable to so many different types of people and so mm-hmm. many different kinds of music makers. So um, yeah, it's just a natural transition to me for sure punk and like that emo and everything in that uh genre is very just release emotions it's all emotions so when you are able to so so doing that like helps you develop the way to express that better and sometimes like you know everybody has different tastes even if you start off in a punk band like like or and then want to move over to country like honestly, I think punk is such a good start place where it really shows you how to be able to release emotions and be able to sh- showcase that, and then move it into a, a different genre that really might fit you more now that you've kind of released that angst and stuff, and and it helps that 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 transition. That's my that's, opinion. That's a really good point. Y- you know, that Johnny, really actually, I I could personally relate to that because I grew up listening to punk. I was in screamo bands. I was under metal, um, and as I got older, <laughs> I I mean I mean I'm in Nashville now for a reason. I mean I I always liked country music, but as I got older, that that angsty anger just turned into like you said, just like emotion. It, it's just like you need to get that emotion out, and as you get older, you get sadder. So, <laughs> <laughs> my so, God, I'm just do saying. we need a? <laughs> After this, I'm taking him to go get help. Don't worry. <laughs> I get so dark when we get on podcast. Every time. That's a good point. You know, like depression is what? Anger turned inward, right? So punk Ooh. is more of an outward expression of that, putting it out there. And I think there's probably some connection there. There's probably someone's written about this. There's like, I think Orville Peck is so, resonates with so many people, right? Because he kind of embodies that, the cowboy trope. So people like see their own loneliness, mm. you know, in in that in that figure, I guess, right? The mm-hmm. migratory lifestyle mm-hmm. and feeling estranged and lonely, uh-huh. um, kind of the loner feel. And he just, you know, he has that. You feel it. You feel the torture in his yeah. voice. Mm-hmm. 
It's yeah. also like, mm-hmm. well, it's also like with almost any art form, right? You start at a place where you're probably not totally trained or practiced, but there is a like raw talent there. And so it's almost like punk is this beginning point where you just sort of like, like you guys were saying, you just sort of learn to get it all out. You learn to let it all flow. And then as you grow, it's sort of, you, you, you sort of, you can still let it all out, but it's like in a controlled way with, um, with like maybe a different purpose. But like, I feel like that can be said for almost any art form. You, as you practice and you, and you grow, it sort of, your art form evolves and it, it sort of becomes, your talent gets honed and it's a little more bridled, but you're still yeah. using it to sort of get whatever you need to get out. Yeah, I agree. I was watching a video last night about soft cell, about the genesis of post-punk in the UK. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, they were saying, so this is a trash theory video if you want to look it up. I'll probably link it in the episode description. But I love trash theory. He does this series called The New British Canon where he talks about like the origin of all of these different types of music in Britain, but like through the lens of these specific artists who are pioneers. And he was talking about how the punk revolution of the mid to late seventies kind of like inspired these kids to try different instruments. And for post-punk, that was like the keyboard. Like you get your synthesizer and you can create a hook with one hand, which is a very punk thing because like you don't need any talent to do that. And so you get a lot of these very early 80s post-punk artists who are just cre- like they're starting to create new wave music by just like using one hand to create these synthesized hooks. And that's kind of where Soft Cell came in. That's how they did their rendition of Tainted Love. And, you know, the, the whole story of that band goes on and on and on to like kind of gay outsiders who are trying to do like weird avant-garde shit, but everyone only knows this one song. But I think it's like the same principle. Hmm. You get uh, people moving from punk ethos and aesthetic into something, maybe not necessarily more creative. Like we can't say for sure, like what is the most creative uh, art form, but at least more complex and experimental. I mean, I'm I'm glad you brought up his sexuality. I was wondering if that was going to come up or if that was just going to sort of be the elephant in the room throughout all of this. Um, (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a um, you know a big part of his well, identity for sure, right? Well, yeah, you, you know, I think uh, w- when you deal with with even like punk, um, it, punk is just <clears throat> it's it's the outsider, it's the 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 one that doesn't belong with society, that doesn't what doesn't fit in, whatever. They so they uh, so yeah, so even like being being gay um, is like that realm, you know? what I mean, you fit in to that. So, um, you know, I think uh, doing something different, um, this style of country is punk rock (laughs) in a way because this is is not what you see on the radio. This is not uh, mainstream at all. But he, like, obviously gravitated 100% towards this because this is, um, like, an anti-mainstream, you know? And and I, I think... Like especially if you grow up feeling like you don't, you're out of place. I think that is, that's exactly like where you feel most comfortable. I don't know. And I think there's something to be said. You you were talking about punk being the outsider, but the cowboy is also the outsider. Yeah, I loved that when I think I think Ryan was saying that. I that that was something I never really thought of, <laughs> but it's so true because they're, they're always alone. Yeah, that's so good. 
Love it. And there's like a rugged, there's like the rugged individualism to it too. Mm-hmm. But there's also this kind of campiness to it, right? Mm-hmm. So I think you're onto something there, Anthony, with the connection between a lot of the British punk and post-punk scene, like the Dolls, Soft Cell, who are Soft Cell are like very caught up in sleazy underbelly, right? And oh, yeah. looking at their sexuality, like with songs like, um, you know, Dirty Films or whatever. I mean, they have such a cool catalog. Mm-hmm. And I think... Orville probably makes, whether consciously or not, like a nod to that with his cover of uh, Small Town Boy, right? Mm. Which is that great new wave song by um, uh, who did Small Town Boy. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> no idea. Nope. <laughs> yeah, no, you know who you're talking about. Small Town Boy was a huge hit. It was a huge hit. Was, was, was that the opposite of... Uh, uh, Uptown Girl. That's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. it's uh, it's Bronsky beat. It's Bron- that Bronsky run away. Beat. The chorus is run away, run away, run away, run away. You've heard it. You've heard it. You've danced to it. Yeah, because um, I dance sure often. I, I often dance. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's really the king of covers, Orville Peck. I feel like right. He is. You know. Oh my so god. So many good choices. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I like I that fancy his... fancy cover. Ugh. Yes. I loved that cover of Fancy. And the first thing that I thought of when he gets into it is it's the opening number to a Broadway um, I Want song. You know what I'm talking about? Like, there's just this, like, raw power of somebody, like, on the stage that is Mm. asking for all this attention. And then I looked it up. Apparently, he toured nationally with musicals. Oh, yeah. Before he was a country artist. (laughs) Huh. Yeah. Makes sense. Like the dude is a consummate performer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the one thing about that song is the uh God, um the one thing actually throughout this EP that I noticed was like there's a so much build in every song, but it's almost none of it comes from instrumentation. It's like his yeah. voice. He yeah. like throughout the song he gets like more emotional and powerful and it, it, it that's what brings the song up. One thing I want to add before, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, like, as you were saying, the Broadway, it's like that that Broadway opening song, whatever. Uh, the re- One of the reasons I think it fits so well is because Broadway songs are really just so story-driven. It's part of the story. And honestly, this fits so well because it's a lot of talking when, when and uh, Reva's the original, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, does the... I think what? it's Bobby Gentry. Bobby did Gentry the did like the first. Oh, first. Oh. Bobby. Okay, sorry. I know the Reva he, he version then. Um, I just know the Reva version then. But it's it's part of that. Then going back a little bit to country. Country is just so story driven. But it's like when they're singing it, it's very fast and it's fluid. That talk, like country uh, talking, and then you sing in the chorus. It fits so well for your idea, Anthony, which is the the like Broadway thing. It's like semi talking, but making it into a song. So you're mm-hmm. like you don't mm-hmm. specifically have to do a verse that like a verse chorus verse chorus. It's hey, I'm telling the story while singing the song. Yeah. It fits so well, and and uh, and and then I mean the instrumentation and everything is totally different conversation. But it's just such a good big uh, like like uh, uh, what's the word? Like like uh, ethereal, very ethereal sounding yeah. with his voice in it. It's very catchy exposition. Okay, so Orville Peck. Is a, is a character created by this guy, a lot like David Bowie created Ziggy Stardust or um, Garth Brooks created 
whatever the heck that was <laughs> in the year 2000. <laughs> what is it, Chris something? Chris, uh, yeah. Chris, uh, oh, yeah. Shit. Uh, Chris Gaines. There you go. Chris, Chris Gaines. Gaines. <laughs> That's it. God, what a, what a stupid. But there emo. is a history the of. Yeah, of of these artists creating personas. So I want to ask you guys, if you were to create your own persona, who would you be and what would you look like? <laughs> oh my god. I'd probably be a duck who still talks and drinks. <laughs> and he walks I'd be the same except a duck. He, yeah, I'd be the same except a duck, but since I'm a duck, I could just like say anything I wanted to anybody like and not give a fuck and just like walk away with my 40 in a paper bag. Like that would be me. <laughs> I duck with a 40 in the Dude, paper bag. That needs to be the mascot of something. A duck with a 40. <laughs> That's sick. Hey, Pedro, just, we need just, just a get... duck that walks away, just spilling tea everywhere, walking away with this King Cobra malt fucking liquor. You know what? You know what this duck sounds like, Pedro? I'm thinking of the duck on the Lucas containers with the sunglasses. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the Chester Cheetah of ducks, basically. <laughs> so I was thinking, I was surprised. I thought you were going to go in a more gorilla's direction, Pedro, like Damon Alborn as uh, Murdoch. Oh. Uh, I thought, but I, so I was kind of thinking that, and I was like, well, wouldn't it be interesting if I had like a very crudely Adult Swim animation version of myself? <laughs> so I'm thinking mine would be um, Mordecai, the three-legged jaybird, who's also a stripper with a heart of gold. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who's what? found new ways, new ways to improve upon the art form with three legs. You know, Ooh. chose the you know maybe the least expected profession. The hang time up on that pole is like an extra two minutes at least. <laughs> Plus, you could give one exactly. of your legs a break <laughs> if it becomes too tired. And there will be more band members, Murdoch or or this you know Mordecai, who I'm thinking of will have. Um, he'll meet some friends along the way. Maybe he'll meet a trucker. Maybe he'll meet a trucker, very much um, in the spirit of "Drive Me Crazy" by Orville Peck. You know. He'll meet a long-haul trucker, but that's yet to be seen. Look out for the graphic novel due on uh, my private press. That's great. Eventually, they pick up the like wagon wheel cheese guy off the side of the road and he joins. <laughs> Strung out as hell. God. Um, you got one? Let's see. I would be who I wish I was, and that's Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That is fair. I'm Jason I would Momoa. Be Jason Momoa. <laughs> you don't even need to explain. Yeah, I mean everybody gets that, right? <laughs> These I guys mean, come up with this crazy ass shit. You're like, I'd be Jason, Jason Momoa. Momoa. <laughs> I mean, he's gorgeous and funny and hilarious. I love Jason Momoa. I'm gonna be like, I want to be Brad Pitt. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Johnny wants to be Hamill. Mark. Ham oh no, no, not Hamill. Uh, who plays Amer uh, American? I don't know what you're talking Mr. about, Mr. Captain America. I'll, I'll, uh, Chris, Chris Evans. Evans. Chris Evans. No, but that's not real. Uh, no, my my persona would actually be what I feel like is my actual. So I've worked uh, as a bartender for many years, so I had to learn to try to be quote unquote cool. Uh, <laughs> and I think I am, but uh, I am. I would just be the most nerd looking, just dude, like straight up sweater, cardigans, glasses, just very. Yep, that would be me. Oh, that would That's be who my, you want to be, John. That's be who I am. You want to be Clark Kent? Basically, <laughs> see my my actual. 
my I'm normal, always Superman every I'm day. Like, I was going to say, tiring. I'm always Superman. I want to be Clark Kent. <laughs> <laughs> Even Superman gets tired. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, just straight up super nerd. Say, that would be my, my, my persona would just be like these uber, uber nerd. Cool. I <laughs> right before this, we were making a a a, a D and D character. So yeah. uh yeah, that's my thing. <laughs> that's great. What about you, Anthony? Wow, I have to follow all of these. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> um so I think what I would be is uh a Casey Affleck ghost from a ghost story, just like me with a sheet <laughs> over my head. And I would be going around trying to talk to the people I love and they wouldn't wouldn't see me there. And so I think I would just take up a hobby. And if you've seen the uh, the Joan music video for uh, Ease Your Mind, they have a similar thing going on, except like they're also a band. And so like one of the little ghosts is playing the drums and the other one is singing through his sheet with a microphone. So I think I would use that opportunity to get really fun and try something like that. Maybe I'll learn the drums. Maybe I'll learn pottery. I don't know. All I know is that none of my human connections are working out. I was waiting for pottery. (laughs) Yep. Except I'm not like touching somebody from behind or whatever. It's just me wanting to learn how to make the pot that Demi Moore is completely ignoring. You're working on yourself right now. You don't. You don't need to be with anybody. Yeah, in my in my white sheet. That that is my alternate persona. That should be like a, that. Should be the like the rap parody. Oh, in my white sheet. Oh, in my white sheet. <laughs> yeah, how to make this even more horrific than it already is? <laughs> make it into a rap, let's a rap get, musical. Let's give it a theme song. Oh, We're gonna oh, make no. it into a Hamilton esque musical. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, god. Oh dear. Disgusting. Anyway. Yeah. 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 I hate to cut this conversation short, y'all, but I think it's time we moved on and played our favorite game. Brian, Jonathan, have you ever played hashtag mood? Uh, never. I always play hashtag mood. But just let myself. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I never have. <laughs> So, Hashtag Mood is a game we like to play at the end of the show to flex our playlist game. What we do is we take a mood from one of our fans, and each of us chooses a song to match it. And last I checked, we had a message on our machine from one of our favorite people. Drew, can you cue that up for us? You have one new message. Hey, what's up, TNT fam? It's Jess from Cheers to Beers up here in Seattle. Just calling to say, hey, what's up? catch up a little does this voicemail have a time cut off uh anyways hope y'all are doing well i personally have been drinking a lot of beer so that probably tells you how i'm doing um but yeah lots of beer during quarantine although the weather has been turning cold up here and i know you los angelans have no concept of weather or seasons but when it does get cold all i want is a hot potty and I see a hot toddy more as, like, a winter elixir than a cocktail. I mean, hot water, lemon, cinnamon, whiskey. Like, that all just sounds essential. But anyways, I'm actually calling to drop a mood for y'all. So here it is. <clears throat> you and your party have just succeeded in slaying a mountain troll and recovered a sacred stolen chalice that belongs to the dwarf royalty in town. 
the Echo of the Tavern to cheers and congratulations and a round of what I can only assume is a highly under-attenuated grog. But in the moment, it doesn't matter how gross it is because y'all are about to get ripped with some Highlander dwarves who are down to party. So what songs are being played by the traveling bards in the tavern? I hope you guys play D&D or, like, at least some sort of RPG because I want to hear some nerd shit. Um, okay, thanks. Love you. Bye. Also, <laughs> listen to Cheers to Beers on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Bye. <laughs> How was that just so appropriate for what you guys oh just said? Oh, my God. My <laughs> God. I, I, was, I was literally <laughs> screaming in my head. Oh, Wait. Wow. We also – she, she insulted – Okay. If you're gonna insult people who live in Los Angeles, you gotta call them by the right word, which is Angelinos. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've never seen trees with uh, orange or brown leaves, but hey, you know. <laughs> you gutter trash Los Angelans. <laughs> Angelans, yeah, that's weird. I don't like. I appreciate Angelins. her using her using a uh, y'all too, since we're doing uh, Orville Pack and some country stuff. That's oh, right, and that oh, is, yeah. I, we're in Nashville, y'all. We felt real comfortable with that. <laughs> I love this mood though. I'm excited for this one. D and D. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jess, for this mood. It is a killer of a mood. Which of you guys would like to take this one first? Uh, let's, I, I, let's let our guests go first. Yeah, uh, uh, um, I'll do it first. So, so the dwarves of high, uh, the Highland dwarves, you know, just defeated the, the trolls, and they're they're in their tavern. They're partying hard. They're drinking some. They're drinking a lot of ale. And they're listening to Dropkick Murphys uh, shipping off to Boston. Oh, that was Heck so good. Heck yeah. Yep, that is that's such what a they're good... doing. Nice. Very good. That's yep. Every single Dropkick Murphys song is something you sing in a bar, sloshing your beer all over the place. Oh, yeah. And these guys are dancing on tables, sloshing beer everywhere. They're, 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 they're having a rip-roaring time. I mean, they just, they just went through quite the quest. So that is what they're listening to. <laughs> Ah, man, you know, this, <laughs> this one's a little nerdy for me. I'm not going to lie, Johnny. I have no clue. <clears throat> so this is what I'll say, and it may not be fun. It may be obvious. Oh, I know what you're going to go. But I think I'm going to go with We Are the Champions yep, by, by Queen. Queen. I, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, no explanation needed. Beers up and just swaying back champions. and forth singing. I got they it. Won. I got it. They, they defeated Beers their up, quest. Tits out. <laughs> Beers up, tits out. <laughs> Those are the real champions. Oh, that's that's your guy's new shirt. Tunes and tumblers. Oh yeah. Beers up, tits out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm game for that. All right, I'll go. Um, I think this segues nicely since you guys kind of kept it related to the metal world. I'm gonna go with one. From the Finnish folk metal band Corpiclani. It is their song Journeyman. It is a fantastic folk metal punk track. Ooh, fun. Their accent is incredibly strong. And uh, this was put out in 2005. <laughs> and it's about being a journeyman. The lyrics go I was born in a deep forest. I wish I could live here all my life. But journey is my destiny. So you're free as a journeyman, you know, feel the heat in the moonlight. And that's the song. And boy, this song is like, yeah, it's cracked out Finnish folk metal. And I think this would be <laughs> a great addition to the playlist. Oh, my. You listeners are getting a real treat on the playlist today. <laughs> this is the best 
best thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm so excited to listen to these. Oh, man. I want to change mine now. You just made me realize something funny. Oh, do you want to go next? Or do another one? All right, all right, I'll do, I'll do one real quick because just because you reminded me of something, there's a band, there's a metal band called Amon Amarth. That's a Viking, yeah. a Viking metal band. There you go. <laughs> and literally almost anything from them, like raise your horns, is, is, is <laughs> that, fun. That's the best one because horns also is like a type of metal. Yes, that works. right. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll go with raise your horns, Amon Amarth, which is like an epic Viking metal band. Everything that they do is just like perfect for like that uh that epic just after a battle or during battle yeah either one right <laughs> before That's during glorious. after battle awesome yes <laughs> hey pedro do you want to go next i have one it's straightforward as fuck the point is we out here we partying and we're celebrating because we killing them by dade we just bitch we're killing them we like, she just keeps yeah. repeating that like over and over in the beginning of the song, and I think it's perfect. <laughs> Bitch, I'm killing him. That is a great drinking song. Like a uh, <laughs> yeah. Dropkick Murphys could do that one. Oh, they Bitch, totally we kill should. <laughs> Rest in <laughs> peace. Bitch, we we killed kill. the tavern. <laughs> that just made me think. Like, how many of uh, these trolls do they kill? Because then we could do bod- uh, let the bodies hit the floor. Let the oh, party shit. Shit. <laughs> That's another good one. That's a good one. That's another good one, Johnny. That's, good uh, that, that was just an added one, not part of the playlist. Just kind of a uh, it an could honorable be in the mention. An honorable mention. It's going in. Go it's all right, so I guess right, I have Anthony. to bring up the rear again. So by this That's time, the usual crowd is cleared out. It's about 11 p.m. The band is done playing, and the DJ is setting up his turntables in the back of the tavern. He's got the laser lights ready to go. He starts playing club music, and the first thing that's going on is Trolls by 6 9 and Nicki Minaj. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> what? Oh my God. We're, really, we're really turning up ye old tavern to 11. Um <laughs> So with great lyrics coming out of Nicki Minaj, like, yeah, eat it, cookie monster. He is slave to this pussy. Call me Masta. Real wet. I say slurp it like it's pasta. And you know what? Uh. All of the all of the elves and dwarves and and uh, halflings are going to be, you know, throwing ass all over that place. So <laughs> so uh. much ass throwing. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony, I need a podcast where you just recite lyrics from Nicki Minaj songs <laughs> and then put them to fantasy nope. settings yeah no music just you in a field reading a field. Nicki Minaj lyrics <laughs> can we just have What's like that? it's a podcast <laughs> you have to be in a field to you have to be the in a field the theme song it, just be no like one... <laughs> uh, Vivaldi's Four Seasons to like take me into it and I'm just I'm sitting oh, on yeah. a stool with my reading glasses and tweed jacket <laughs> They will hear. Like, they will hear that you are in a field. Don't worry. Well, that wet ass pussy. <laughs> wet ass <laughs> pussy. Wop. Make that pullout game Wop. weak. <laughs> yes. I want you to. You need park to do this. You guys ever, ever I listen. See those old memes that were. Uh, uh, it was taking rap lyrics and making them uh, Shakespearean. It's oh, yeah. one of the funniest <laughs> things. That's what you got to read. You got to take all these lyrics and make them Shakespearean. <laughs> <laughs> so, listeners, if you'd like to leave us a mood of your own, you can DM us on Instagram 
or leave a voicemail like Jess did at 626-604-6477. Not only will we play your voice on the show, but again, you can hear those sweet dulcet tones of Drew Bear, our producer, on the outgoing message. So (laughs) fill up our inbox. Give Drew something to do. Park that big voicemail right in this little inbox. The first oh, listener no. to the first <laughs> listener to uh, first listener to do that gets a phone call from Drew telling you how to make deviled eggs very directly but soothingly. Uh, wait, what was that number again? Let me do that real quick. <laughs> Firmly. That is six two six six zero four six four seven seven. Drew needs to be the one reading the Licky Man. Uh, Licky, sorry. <laughs> Um, the Nicki Minaj lyrics. Oh, um, Freudian, Freudian slip. I, yeah, I know what's on, on your mind. You're on a, you're on a certain Minaj. path in the your head right Minaj. now. <laughs> here's, here's a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, if you were to log into the Tunes and Tumblers Instagram and go to our explore page right now, it is just thirst traps. It, it is, is flooded. <laughs> oh, our, our, our podcast is too. I don't know how, but it's just in the it's, same it's just thing. Po- it's pod bunnies trying to get our attention. Pod bunnies. <laughs> pod bunnies. We accidentally hired the person for a brief period who ran Ted Cruz's Twitter account. So I think that might have something to do with it. The Pope, the Pope got our login info. Oh, no. oh <laughs> darn. <laughs> Guys, I'm very excited to leave you a voicemail with the most extremely weird mood i'm very excited to do honestly that. that would be a challenge you should oh, yeah. hear some of the ones we've got we should do a mood johnny can we do it like where we, we alternate words yeah yeah okay, okay yeah. that would like, be the weirdest we've got improvised <laughs> like a 90s a 90s uh it'd be like whose line is it anyway <laughs> we just go back and forth. i don't know what we're gonna say but here we go <laughs> let's do it well unfortunately we've come to the end of our time here but before we go, does anyone have any parting thoughts about Orville Peck, about punk turned country, about this yeehaw moment that we've been enjoying so much? I want to encourage listeners to find an interview on Dazed uh, between Orville Peck and the singer Patrick Haggerty, who had the first openly gay country group of all time, Lavender Country, um, oh. and had a song called Crying These Cocksucking Tears. Yeah, and that was released in I think in '72, when that was totally not okay. And he was also, you know, this guy Patrick, whose band this was, identified himself as a screaming Marxist. So this is a guy really um, worth looking into and looking at the legacy, and who's I think even performed with Trixie Mattel yeah. at this point as well. Yeah. So um, that's all I'm gonna. Say. I'm just gonna drop that in there, and mostly so I can add that song to our playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Spotify. Like I think it was last year, um, Spotify had a like a Pride Country playlist, and that song was on there. And that's the first time I heard Velvet Country. What? Or Lavender? Lavender Country. Sorry. Um, if I can add something, so I wanted to mention this before. So when you guys proposed this, I, I'm going to be very frank. I was not a big fan at first. I did not like it. And I was because I've never been. I've been uh, always very much into the music and not as much lyrical content as things of the sort. Mm-hmm. So I listened to him a bunch. And to be honest, my appreciation for him and love of, of Orville Peck has grown exponentially. And 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 to put and 
specifically put it to this way. Uh, I was listening to him one night and was like, not a fan of this. I just don't know what I'm going to talk about. And then I, I put him on the morning after and I was sitting out on my, on my, but I, on my porch, drinking coffee, listening. And it just all of a sudden something clicked and changed. And I was like in it. And it's just surprising how it always, it's always astounding to me to, to, to remember like your mood and your love of certain music will switch and, and, and coincide so often. Uh, I definitely, as, as Ryan said, definitely go check him out, uh, Orville Peck and, and just like give him that chance. And you never know what mood will hit you when you're listening to him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's uh, a good segue into what I wanted to say, which is my personal ethos when it comes to music. Um, sometimes when we're having our Friday powwow session about what we're going to listen to and we decide on something, I'm sometimes not immediately a fan of what we're about to talk about. But to me, it's not about whether you like the music or not. I don't really think there is any such thing as bad music there is such a thing as uninteresting music and i think that everything we've agreed to talk about has been really interesting and there's always something to talk about with these artists so give it a chance no matter what it is i like that and 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 one thing to um add on to that is like as long as it's genuine uh a lot of our podcast listeners i'd like to think are like are, are musicians and and whatnot and i think as long as you're genuine, like like you said, there's no bad music. Like if you're just you, if you're real, and and what you're doing, and, and Orville Peck is Orville Peck is definitely that. He's he's doing something genuine and cool and and real, and that is always good. Always beautiful. So before we go, do you guys have anything you'd like to plug? No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, just <clears throat> excuse me, guy. Uh, just music and brews on uh Facebook and Instagram. It's just that uh, literally just music and brews. Uh, there's uh, the and there's no and. It's an n, just one music n. Music and brews. Music and brews. And then uh, check us out on uh. The, so yeah, those and then give us some likes or anything on podcasts on uh, what is iTunes podcast? Excuse me and um Spotify. Other than that, that's yes. pretty much it. I'm so glad that we got to be a part of this and and do a little crossover, tunes and tumblers, music and brews. This was this was fun. Thank you guys. Yeah, appreciate you fun. guys for having us on. We're gonna Thanks have you on here. ours, and then you get to experience the free form of who knows what's gonna happen. <laughs> oh jeez, was that in the contract? Do we have to do that now? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for being on. We really loved having you. And thank all of you for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast. Be sure to like the show and Atwood on every platform. If you want to try your hand at making today's pairing, be sure to tag at Tunes and Tumblers in your post and we'll feature you on our story. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. It helps us out so much. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. We are off next week for the Thanksgiving holiday, but we will be back in December with two more episodes before we take our nice long hibernation. I know personally that I need to eat a lot of food and pass out until this pandemic is over. And until next time, 
Cheers. 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 Cheers.